moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms at podcast with Christina P. And if you're watching on the YouTubes, you'll notice that I am wearing, hold on, let me change it. I am wearing the official Varsity Mom sweatshirt. I, this is finally in the store. And um, last night I was up with my baby. First of all, I did a show at Flappers. I came home just as I'm laying down to go to sleep after drinking my glass of mommy wine. Julian starts crying at 11, of course, and then stayed awake until one in the morning. And then when I woke up this morning to do drop off for Ellis, I was like, you know what? I'm fucking varsity mom, bitch. I deserve this. You deserve this. It's soft. It's your badge of honor for all uh, the suffering. We are POWs of love, moms. We don't sleep. We don't eat. And we do it for the sake of our children because we fucking love them so much. And it's a crazy love that you'll never fathom and understand, but you you do it. And um, so this is for you guys. This is your badge of honor. You're a goddamn varsity mom. You can buy this uh, at the merch store, uh, you know, the YMH one. And what I did too, because I don't like to sell garbage, this is a super, super soft ass hoodie. Inside the lining, it's like buttery, buttery, soft velvet. It's not like a crunchy, hard hoodie. It's really wonderfully soft the color i love it's a it's a i don't know what you call this a cornflower blue it's a nice blue i think everyone looks pretty dope in a blue and uh it's perfect for drop-offs and pickups when you just want to throw something on and it's cold af outside so get it now oh let me do dates uh before we get started on the show i'm starting to tour a little bit more in 2020 i'm going to be at um austin tejas uh, January 9th through 11 at Cap City Comedy Club. Oh, uh, yeah. And January 30th through February 1st, Houston, Texas at the Houston Improv, February 14th and 15th. Tampa at the Tampa Improv. Come spend your Valentine's Day with me. Uh, and then March 7th, Pasadena, the Ice House. Um, that's the make good for October 25th. Your tickets will be honored. March 13th and 14th, Doral, Florida at the Miami Improv. March 26th through 28th, Dallas, Texas at the Addison Improv. April 3rd and 4th, New York City, a.k.a. Judor Titties at Caroline's Comedy Club. April 24th through 25th, Des Moines, Iowa at the Funny Bone. Those tickets are moving surprisingly fast. <laughs> Looking at the numbers, I'm like, I didn't even know people lived really in Des Moines, but I, I'm so happy you do and come out and see me. June 12th through 13th, Phoenix, Arizona at Stand Up Live. Tickets are at Christina P. online. So there you go. That's some business. Let's get started first with... Uh, I want to start with um, the Bikram documentary. I know we were discussing this a couple episodes back. Um, Madhav and I talked about it. And I, <laughs> Whitney Cummings texted me a while back and was like, Have you seen the Bikram documentary? And I was like, no, is it great? She's like, oh, you will be enraged. <laughs> and I was like, great, I will watch it shortly because I who has time. And then um, she texted me back like, are you watching it? How far are you? Like she was checking in with me just to see how angry I was. And um, 
man, cool guy. He's definitely one, one of the founding members of the cool guy club. Not a, so not a cool guy. My favorite part is um, he forbid the color green in his studio just because. So if you went to his class, you couldn't wear green. That's not that's not the worst part of Beagram, but he would heat the room up to like 104, whatever it is. And then he would sit on a perch overlooking the class with cooling vents on either side of his head like a dick so that he wouldn't have to feel the heat and torture that he was putting other people through. But I was watching the Beacon documentary. And yes, he did sexually assault people too, which was really cool. Uh, <laughs> like basically created a business that would ensure him a crop of like young, uh, supple ladies. And he, he oh, it's so horrible. He had them, he would call women into his room at like two in the morning and be like, um, I need you to massage me. And they're like, what? Give me a back massage. And she's like, I guess, you know, because their livelihood depends on this guy. And then he's like, go ahead and massage my penis. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, gross. And he's so gross. And his bod is not even that rocking. Like, for somebody who does hot-ass yoga every day, like, he still has a dad bod. He did not look... Bert looks better than he does in that stupid thong. <laughs> he looks terrible. So I was watching that Bikram documentary with all these women being assaulted. And it got me to thinking how much I miss yoga. And I started looking into classes and I was like, why am I going to a class? Because A, I don't, who's got the time for a class? No, I'm just kidding. Obviously the sexual assaults are terrible. I'm not trivializing that. I hope nobody thinks really, come on. But, um, but I don't want to go to no class. Who's got the time? You know, oh, but it's only an hour. No, 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 no. You got to drive to the class. That's a half hour. And then you got to do the class. There's the hour. And then another half hour back. And then I have to get showered while the kids are screaming for me. So it's really like a two-hour commitment to do a one-hour class. We all know that. So instead, I of course, I went on my trusty Amazon shopping through your mom's house podcast. Click on the banner at the bottom of the homepage. And it takes you right there. And I got myself a fancy mat. And I started doing just a 15-minute little routine because I got these tight hips. You know, they lock up because I, uh, from child-caring children, I have uh, sciatica. And I just started doing, I found some lady on YouTube, just like a nice 15-minute quickie routine just to unlock my hips. And I now I ask for just 25 minutes to get away from my children, especially when I'm trans, you know, when you come home from work, and you're doing that transition time of like you're in work mode or the real world mode and then you come home into your house and it's just chaos and everybody's screaming and you're like I can't I'm not ready I'm not ready so what I've been doing is just I ask for just 25 minutes Tommy can I just disappear and I do my TM meditate a little and then I do my stretching and then I come back and I'm a new woman 30 minutes if you can afford it and you're just a new person so that's what I've been doing. And um, it's really helped. I just thought I'd share. I don't know. It might help you get your sanity back. Uh, I just feel like we all do millions of things all day. It's crazy. I wanted to share with you <laughs> the best email from this woman. And I think her name is Storm because that's her email. I think it's Storm. And I have to share this with you first because I was dying laughing at these photos. And... Okay, this is in her subject matter is varsity mom. So she writes, hi, I'm a mom, a mother of three twin three year old boys and a six month old boy. 
I mean, is there anything crazier? Team no sleep. Last night, this is the best. My twins decided to destroy my kitchen. They ripped all the food from my fridge, busted all the eggs, <laughs> then opened my oven, climbed to my counters, and proceeded to take out all my flour, sugar, boxes of noodles, and spices, empty everything onto the floor, creating a rancid glue of eggs, smashed strawberries, blueberries, and all my spices mixed together. They woke me up butt naked, covered in egg and sugar. We didn't hear them because we sleep with fans on. It was horrible and took about six hours to clean between taking apart my oven, scrubbing walls, cabinets, and mopping the floor eight times. And unrelated, oh, she, she, she follows my TikToks. Well, thank you so much. Um, that very, okay, so she was telling me who would follow them. But I, I, she's enclosed these photos. You guys have to see this. Please, if you're... If you're not on YouTube, you got to subscribe to my subscribe, by the way. Look at this destruction. Do you see this? What I'm, this is banana. So the twins ripped out everything. Go to the next one, Josh, if you can. I mean, in the freaking oven, they open the oven and put sugar and flour inside the oven. These little demons. Next. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's egg and just strawberries mashing her lovely wooden floor. Oh my God. Is there another shot? There is a close up of the oven and looks like there's candy mashed in there too. I mean, this is bananas. And I, and for those of you, this is what boys do. I'm telling you, it's freaking, it's gender related. It's like my boys do, they do their no-nos together. This is what they, the game in my house is the, the baby and the toddler team up and they, I catch them doing no-nos. This is the kind of stuff these animals are capable of. If you turn your back, look, there's slices of, craft cheese on the floor like this is what they do it's nuts i find myself saying no that's a no no that's a no 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 <clears throat> put that down no 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 i sound like a crazy person it's eventually become a song in our house tom and i invented it when ellis was this age no to the no to the no spells no everything you want to do is no everything you want to touch is no 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 it's so horrible you become a crazy person just two boys are like they're just whirling dervishes of chaos they either try to kill each other or you or the house they're just destroy they destroy shit my heart goes out to you storm what i'm gonna do for you is i'm gonna send you one of these, a Varsity Mom sweatshirt. I'm going to get your address because she and I were emailing back and forth. I'm going to send her this. Send me your Varsity Mom <laughs> moments, your photos, your videos, whatever you think qualifies you to be a Varsity Mom. I think we should celebrate each other. And I don't know why the hell women haven't talked about this crap. I mean, we just put up with this for like centuries and we suck it up and we're like, what? It's fine. It's the best job in the world. I love being a mom. It's crazy that nobody's like, this is, this job is really bananas. Nobody talks about it. It's fine. It's normal. We just put up with it. Smile. It's crazy. Sorry. I know I keep saying it's crazy, but it is. It is. Remember in the 1950s and women, how did they do it? Had those 1950s moms, like they would deal with shit like this all day and then their husband would come home and they would have an apron tied on and have their hair done and dinner on the table and then he gets to come home and have a drink to unwind she brings him the cocktail that was what women were expected to do in the 50s when you know they were expected to be stay-at-home moms i don't even know how like i can't keep anything clean for longer than 10 minutes it's just it's all oh god 
Okay. Anyway, I'm sending you a varsity mom sweatshirt storm because you deserve it. And so do you, and so do you, and so do you, and so do you. All of everyone deserves to be called a varsity mom. Um, okay. Uh, there's this great article I found on Yahoo News. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, apropos our discussion of um, toilet training, I know a lot of us are toilet training, and I mentioned that my son likes peeing in my hydro flask. Um, and we've all been there. So this woman, this is on CNN.com. Charges have been dropped against a mother who let her three-year-old pee in a gas station parking lot. So this woman faced, we scroll up a bit, let me see the, the header on this. She faced a charge of 60 days in jail because she was, she was, by the way, nine months pregnant and her three-year-old son was in the car and he was like, mommy, mommy, I have to pee. And she pulled over to this to, into this gas station to go to the restroom but she said that he had to pee so bad that it was too late and he had already started to pee and she was like okay well then let's just pull down your pants it was an emergency and this kiddo peed so this police officer who by the way i have nothing against pol god bless the police i'm you know nwa's f the police i'm like i love the police come over anytime you want <laughs> i welcome you i love law enforcement um, but this particular guy cited, this is the best part, the citation for disorderly conduct, quote, she allowed her male child to urinate in the parking lot. I observed the male's genitals and the urination. The officer wrote on a copy of the ticket that was obtained by CNN affiliate, blah, blah, blah. Public restrooms are offered at the location, he writes in the quote. Obviously, somebody who does not have a three-year-old, <laughs> Okay. Ugh. So just a word of warning, you guys. I mean, gosh, I know that obviously an adult urinating in public is illegal. I didn't realize that your three-year-old, that you could be charged for allowing your child to pee in a parking lot. So I, I'm just, am I just that dumb, Josh, that I didn't realize? Josh is on the mic today. Uh, Nadav is doing the switcher. Usually we have Nadav, but Josh is here, the cockroach. What did you need? I'm sorry. Um, Already dropping the ball. I was going to say, <laughs> did you know that it's, illegal for a three-year-old to pee in a public parking lot Would i had no think? idea my mom used to tell me that it was illegal and i couldn't pee in public uh because of things like this so she was right i guess oh i didn't i didn't know that <laughs> 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 whoopsie i didn't think it was that big of a transgression i peed in public so many times like who hasn't peed on the side of the road or you ever do that thing on the freeway where you have to pee so bad and then you op you just pull over and then you open both car doors and you kind of pee in between them. Oh, I just pee in bottles. Yeah. <laughs> while driving. <laughs> I've tried that. It's yeah. very hard for well, a Well, yeah, we talked about the scoop last week, right? The scoop. The, uh, the shovel you could pee into or whatever that was, <laughs> the funnel. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm a dope because I really, I didn't put two and two together that just a three-year-old urinating in public. This is from Augusta, Georgia, by the way. So if you're in Georgia... Look out. You don't want this officer. A Richmond County Sheriff's deputy found this person. But anyway, the, the charges were dropped against the mother, and she did not have to serve 60 days in jail. And I think it was like a $5,000 fine, too. I mean, and hello, the woman was not, yeah, $5,000 and up to 60 days in jail for a woman who let her son pee in a parking lot because it was an, an emergency, but the judge dropped it, thankfully. And she was nine months pregnant, for God's sakes. I mean... It's a miracle she was even able to pull over and get her kid out of the car in time. Oh, my gosh. So there you go, Georgia. 
Uh, good luck if you live there and your kids got to go potty. Another reason to keep the porta potty in the car, you guys, are those bags that you can get on Amazon so they can just pee in the car, which is what we're doing. Or if you, you know, have a coffee cup, a Starbucks cup, or your hydro flask. By the way, side mom note I was in Target the other day, aka the country club, and I got a really great hydro flask. Um, I was into that Visco girl one, but that's the one Ellis was using. And so I found it's called the Takia, T-A-K-E-Y. Will you Google that, Josh? Can you see the type? Are you okay? I can see the type. Okay. Indeed, yeah. I'm, so, I'm being serious. I don't know. Here's your poor little baby eyes. T-A-K-E-Y-A. If you've, it sounds like Nakia who was on this show, but with a T, Takia. Oh man, I found their hydro flask. I got a gigantic one. It's great. The mouth on it. Let me see which one I got. I don't know if it's there. Let me see. Oh, there it is. See that second row, second from the right, that big black thing. There you go. It's the Takia 51110. <laughs> <laughs> now this is a mom water bottle. Let me tell you why. The, the mouth on my other one that expensive one that I got from the sporting goods store, it's too wide. So when you go to drink it, like you get water all over your face and on your chest, but the tequila has got a nice tiny mouth opening. So, you, you know, you, it doesn't have a straw and I'm not, the straw is not necessary for me, but just a little sippy sip, just a little sippy sips. And it keeps your cold, cold and your hot, hot. Highly recommend, you know, we're always, um, I'm always on the lookout for a good mom hydro flask because you got you to gotta be hydrated and you got to cough, caffeinate too. I'm on the lookout for a good coffee solution if anyone has. I shouldn't be carrying this around. I don't like it when it tastes tinny. So don't give me an aluminum. I don't like it. It's too tinny tasting. Okay. Um, let's roll along here. What else did I have? That Yahoo article was amazing. Okay. I'm so glad the charges were dropped. Could you imagine five thousand dollars holy who's got five grand to give um to the state for that kind of nonsense that's a public indecency charge five grand my god um oh let me start here i i this email came in this morning and i just wanted to address it because it was just fresh on my mind because i totally understand and this is again one of those things nobody talks about and it makes me crazy so this is for you moms uh, she writes in, hi, CP, I'm four weeks postpartum and I'm having a hard time with letting others hold or take care of my son. No help to my dad who was trying to seem like cool grandpa by lounging on the couch with baby balanced on his beer belly. Oh, look, mom, no hand status. Oh, my God. And the, and the, part, the thing with the baby that young is they don't even have neck control. Like, it's just they're just blobs. Okay, I'm scared to death that someone won't be as in tune with him as I am and my baby will suffer or even worse if I'm not around. How the hell am I going to have a moment not tethered to my little nugget if I have such intrusive thoughts every five minutes? So I'm curious if any mommies listening have felt this way and if so, what they've done to overcome it. How do I express my fears to my friends, family, and husband without sounding so paranoid when they ask to hold him? Thanks, AP. Um, and also she asks about a PS. Please don't let me forget the PS part. Okay, Josh, because she asked for a PS part. Don't let me forget. Okay. So yes, AP, very, very normal. Um, especially if this is, is this your first child and I'm having 
Uh, my son, another. Yeah, this is this is your first baby. Yeah, totally normal. It's called maternal preoccupation. It's what keeps infants alive. And yeah, you are more in tune with your baby than your dopey dad or the or or your spouse or whomever because you incubated and created that life. So when they're so vulnerable, four weeks old, you better believe that you're the primary to hold on to that baby. So your feelings are normal. Now, when does it go into postpartum depression and anxiety, which is what I had severely on both children, is when you're like, I would have irrational thoughts like, um, um, I'm going to drop the baby when I walk from room to room. I'm going to drop the baby. I'm going to drop it on his head. I, I, I'm afraid to take the anal temperature because I'm not going to do it right. The baby's dying because it has a fever. Like when you go into spirally thoughts of con control, control, um, I think that anybody around you should understand that this is your new infant and that you're a first time mom. And hello, what? Like they should understand that you, you're, you're, you know, nervous, right, right, rightly so. So I would just tell them gently like, hey, his neck, I always blame the neck too. Um, the neck is not stable. You need to hold him like this, dad. You need to hold him like this spouse. You need to hold him like this auntie so-and-so. And most of the time, people are going to acquiesce to what the mother wants because you're the mom. You're in control, okay? This is your baby. So y you protect the shit out of this infant and who cares what anybody says, okay? Um, and uh, your feelings might be a little postpartum depression. -y. Yes, 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 yes. So just kind of keep an eye on those anxieties. And if they get too out of check, if you feel like these feelings are controlling you and, and ruining your enjoyment of your baby, you may want to go seek therapy. Um, so yeah, fucking yeah, be in control. You're, you're allowed to be insane right now. It's your first kid. Go nuts. That's what I say. And maybe someone will tell you the opposite. That second baby comes out, you'll be like, yeah, I don't care who holds it. The mailman, let my two-year-old hold it. I don't, you don't care by the second one as much. But your first one... Girl, you do, you do whatever the hell it is you need to do to feel good about it. And you wrote a PS, which I wanted to address. PS, what's the best way for us mommies to interact with one another? Is there like a Slack channel or something? So I've been, it's brought to my attention that there is a Facebook page now started for this podcast, the Where My Mom's At uh, Facebook page. And you guys can go, I think, and, and communicate there, which is fantastic. And I, you know, I would like to start this community um, because I really wish there had been somebody telling me that I'm normal and that, um, you know, and also where it doesn't get normal because this stuff is, is, is very real. If you do have someone, you do have a mom. I don't, you don't say that you have a mom, AP. Uh, it does help to reach out to other varsity moms, moms who've been through it before. Um, someone you trust to help you with your child, not your dad, you know, maybe wait until uh, the baby's neck is a little more sturdy before that okay uh very good okay so let's go into let's do what would christina p do since i'm feeling very chatty right now you got mom questions cp's got mom answers what would christina p do okay oh i like this this comes from rachel mommy i'm a 22 year old lady and my husband is 23 i've been obsessed with being a mom since high school my husband looks forward to being a father, but says that he wants to be bored with life before I start popping them out. Realistically, we're going to wait until we own a house and mature a little more. 
I want to know if you have any, quote, rules for the right time to start a family. Try to make a good argument for waning because I'm about to start tampering with our BC methods. And she does a little winky smiley face. Love, Rachel C. Okay, Rachel C. I like that your husband wants to be bored with life first. That's a very, <laughs> that's a great way to say it. And that's how we were. I was like, I'm 35, I think, when we started. And I was like, how many brunches can we go to? How many towns can I visit? How many malls can we go to? I think it's time to have a child. Because your life does become so masturbatory um, after a certain point. I, like, I really, I don't know what I would do with the free time I would have had I not had children. I think I would go crazy from, like, thinking about me and my thoughts and what I need. Like, ugh, it's so gross. So, um, look, there's no rules in life. There is something to be said. I have a friend who have, uh, she has four boys and she started right around your age, actually at 22, cause she always wanted to be a mom. And in some ways it's great because by the time you're my age, you're pretty much done raising children. And now you can start, um, a career. It's not, especially in this era where people are, um, doing things, having multiple careers, you know, two or three different careers in a lifetime. It used to be the rule, like, you know, uh, you know, have your children young and then you, you miss out on the career stuff. I, I don't know. I'll, here's, here's, I don't have, here's the basic rules. A, money. You need money to have kids. Anyone that tells you otherwise is full of it. Get money in the bank. Have a house. Sure. A good home, a stable home. Have a great relationship going with your partner. That is number one. I think when you have those three things locked in, great um so the two ways they're doing it you can do be an old mom like me where you establish the career first you may freeze your eggs in your 30s so that you have them on ice when you're ready and you feel established enough there's benefits to that having children later because now you've got more resources you're established in your career and you have a lot more freedom that way however the downside is you're old so you're tired more uh your body's not as supple and you know the bounce back isn't as easy and you know you're old. So uh, on the other hand, being 22, and if it sounds like you have a good relationship, sounds like you're working on the house, you're working on that stuff, why not? Bang them out early. If you want to be a mom, now is a great age. 22 is an ideal biological age. Pump them out. By the time, you know, you're 40, you're done. And you can focus on yourself and you've still got a long life ahead of you you can do multiple careers you can do whatever the fuck you want so there's cases to be made in both sitches i, I personally so uh, do not start tampering with your birth control methods you don't want to start it off on the wrong foot but some other person wrote in and asked their husband to come up with um a start date where they start trying and i think that's a great idea you may want to say look i i need to know when we can start give me a give me a year is it 2020 you know, 2022. Oh my God. Two, 2022. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> is that coming up soon? Uh, about two years from now. Yeah. Oh my mm -hmm. God. It'll be here before you know it. That is terrifying. You, you, we don't, we're going to have flying cars and any shit like that. I'll I tell you what. Nothing. No, it's going to be just like this. I know. Remember when you're a little kid and you're like in the year 2000, I'll be, I thought I would be ancient. I can't believe I'm still alive. 2020 sounds like something from a space movie. I know. And it's so It's coming in a month. I know. The only thing I can do is see pornography on my phone. And that was pretty cool. <laughs> and like. Touche. Right? The future is cool. The future is now. 
I can see um, mentally disabled people singing along to songs on TikTok. That's about it. I can order groceries from my phone. That's kind of neat. But is, have we really advanced that much? There's still cancer and AIDS and poverty. But that porn, huh? But, that <laughs> but everybody can masturbate for free now. I'm glad we got our priorities straight as a society. <laughs> we can all wink. Thank God. Come on. Men are in charge of the world. Why don't you guys fucking fix this? Mm. All right. So there you go. La, la, la. I'm a new mom to a 13 month old boy. Oh, I recently went back to work and I work from home full time because I live in Toronto and daycare is double my rent. So F that. I get a lot of judgment from a-hole moms about working from home while watching my kid by not putting him in daycare. But my job is pretty simple. So it's easy to watch him and my hours are flexible. So if he's being a little shit, I can finish any work later. My work later. Should I? actually feel guilty about this i get to spend all day with my son while getting paid i see a win here love you long time sarah yeah let me tell you something sarah f all the haters these women are just jelly super gels because you figured out a way to have the best of both worlds you should be congratulating yourself for being so resourceful and so um in intelligent and asking for things Congratulations. No, F all the haters. Good for you. And I, I hope me off. that's right. That? These are just called haters. They used to be called losers, these people. Now we call them haters. Same shit, different toilet. These are bitches that can't stand your good fortune. And uh, good for you. Uh, okay, when I was younger, my mom would play the music of her youth, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, Van Halen, etc. in front of me. She claims she's a horrible mother because of it, but I disagree. What do you play in front of your kids? Do you plan on playing your favorite inappropriate music with them when they're old enough to understand it? Thanks. Nick, yeah. Yeah, let me tell you something. First of all, here's what I did. I got a record player. Oh, my tailbone. I got a record player, and I've already I got, I got a collection of awesome tunes to play my boys because my, my husband has crappy taste in music. He listens to mall music like sisters with voices and like like you know like stuff that 12 year old girls listen to or stuff that you'll hear if you're in forever 21 and um i'm not a fan so i've already um started my the education of my children on music we do uh i start with the beatles right the beatles hello classic um and then my kids already listen to the ramones we got the ramones in there i've got the clash in there I've got uh, Bauhaus rolling in the house now. Uh, I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Got that right. And I also like to balance out the education with little Vince Guaraldi, some jazz, some bossa nova. No, it's never too. Here's the one thing I think messes kids up is uh, I, I like thought provoking music. Like the clash is very thought provoking, political is sexual content. I think that freaks, at least that would freak me out, you know, listening to uh, Prince and the Revolution and. Remember that song, Darling Nikki, about a, a girl masturbating? And I was like, well, I think the sexual stuff is what really screws kids up. Um, but yeah, I, 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 listen, I'm not one of these people that censors so much content. Um, but however, like we just started showing Ellis and, and the baby Home Alone. So I have to explain, like, you're not supposed to try to defeat the bad guys. Because the other day we, we, <laughs> we drove past some, um, some ruffians in the car and Ellis was like, there's the bad guys. And I go, yeah, yeah, but you got to call the police 
for the bad guy. You're not going to try to defeat them, right? No, no, that's just a movie. So listen, all this hysteria, remember Tipper Gore in the 80s with, uh, you know, banning Ozzy Osbourne records and banning NWA and banning two live crew. It's, it's nonsense. It's all it is is people are afraid to just tell their kids what's up with life and with the world. You know, obviously age appropriate, age appropriate. But come on, man, just ex just talk to your kids. It's not that crazy. Just fucking crazy. That makes me angry. Like what? The kids understand more stuff than we imagine. They like tragedy. They like drama. It's so funny. All right, let's see. No, I don't do that one. Well, let's go do something fun. Let's do mom fails. I'm all fucking pissed off now listening to Now that. it's time for a round of mom, mom fails. I love these. How about we do voicemail first? Do you have that one, um, Josh Potter? Hey, Mommy. Brody from Utah here. I have a mom fail that uh, my own mother did when I was younger. Mm. Um, so at the time, I was about five or six, and we were walking through a grocery store parking lot, and I had just got a science kit. Um, and I looked down on the parking lot ground, and there was, you know, what I thought to be a syringe at the time. So I picked it up and showed my mom and said, look, Mom, it's a science thingy, like the thingy, you know, because I didn't know what it was called. And my mom screams, tells me to drop it, tells me not to touch anything, rushes me to the car. And she's very Christian and conservative, so she won't tell me uh, what it was. So I'm screaming and freaking out in the back seat, and um, she... Later in life, I figured out that it was a used tampon applicator. So that was a pretty great mom fail that my mom likes to tell at family dinners now. <sighs> Keep the jeans high and tight. Oh, that's so disgusting. Yeah, little boys love tampons, too. They do. I don't know what it is. I think because there's certain tampons you can get that they click in and out. So they like they're like a toy like the applicator is two pieces of plastic pressed in, <laughs> and they can undo it they can pull out the cotton they can swing in it yeah I've, I've walked in on my son's not used tampons <laughs> um using like the just like they love to go in under the cabinets and pull things out and they pulled out my tampons and they unwrap them and they you know oh my gosh but that that's always a good fun thing to find your son's playing with your tampons <sighs> great all right what else do we have they love it. Hi, Mommy Jeans. Uh, this is Whitney calling from South Florida. My mom fail this week was while my daughter is eating table food, she's been doing a really good job. And to encourage her, I did my best impression of the moose soup lady, and she cried <laughs> for about a solid 10 minutes. So don't suggest it. Anyways, bye. You guys are doing good. That does scare children. It's funny what they get scared of. I can't imagine why she'd be afraid of you going, fuck, you guys are doing good. <laughs> Come on down later for moose soup. Yeah, it's funny what they're afraid of, isn't it? My, um, We decorated the Christmas tree, and I thought Julian would love it, and he just cried. I, I put the uh, the lights on, and... He just stood there. I was so freaked out by the, the enormity, I guess, of the tree and the ornaments. He doesn't like it. He was crying. He's afraid of it. He won't even touch it. So cute. So cute. All right. Well, I got a video, too. Let's do a video. This is uh, from Megan. Megan. <laughs> Such an idiot. So 
Last night I went and saw um, Christina P. in Portland. 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 And um, I had two two double vodka sodas and <laughs> um, started sharing my drink with this cute dude that sat next to me at the theater. <laughs> and um, we're like kind of flirting and whatever. And uh, it's a little hazy, but <clears throat> I gave him my card. <laughs> and so I got a follow on my business Instagram last night from him. Um, so we started talking a little bit this morning and I was like, Hey, like chitty chatting with him. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I got a little tipsy. I'm kind of embarrassed. I gave you my card. Who does that? And he was like, yeah, you also told me about your reconstructed urethra. <laughs> so I don't know if he's like got a piss fetish or what, but I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed. So maybe I should not drink or maybe I should eat before I drink. I don't know. But yes. fuck me, man. Fuck me. Reconstructed urethra. Nothing says hot times. Um, has anyone ever shared medical information with you, Josh, on a, on a first encounter like that? Have I had an encounter like that where I got like a little too much information? Yeah, like medical. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, what you had? I'm trying to think of an example. I just know there have been times where I've been mortified uh, by someone exposing things about themselves yeah. that you didn't need necessarily need right away, you know? know? Like in a podcast world, like people know us so much, so they think they have to like overshare these things sometimes to really catch you up, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what it is because I, but I enjoy it. I don't know why. I think it's fun. Like, I kind of like it. I'm not, I'm not, maybe cause I, I like to hear people's, we were out with. Are you sure you like it? I do, I do. We were, it's funny because we were out to dinner with some friends and they were like, the, 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 the husband was like, yeah, back in college, I, uh, I got chlamydia from a prostitute and we were, and it was so matter of fact, we were having steak and we were all like, yeah, really? That's great. Like. But I thought about this morning and I was like, oh, that's so cool that he shared that, you know, because I, I, I feel like, like it's that. a different context to do it uh, over dinner when you're at a group. <laughs> you're sharing some, you know, some sailing stories or what have you. I but guess, yeah. on a date, you know, you're oh, trying to get yeah. to know if I could jive with this person and stuff like that. You don't necessarily need like urethra reconstruction. You don't need like the blue book on the girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> the blue book. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a resale value. <laughs> book you are horrible yeah that's true i see but i haven't dated in so long i would be so inappropriate oh my god do you so do you actively like censor yourself on a, on first dates I no i it's mean like... i feel, i feel like if, if something comes up you're like well i got something for you here like if urethra <laughs> reconstruction came up you saw a billboard for urethra reconstruction you'd be like oh i got that but you uh got that. yeah you know it just if you're just throwing it out there, you're like, so my mom is, uh, she lives in Spokane and uh, I have urethral reconstruction surgery. <laughs> it's a little, you know, jarring at first, you know, right? on a right. first encounter. On a first encounter. So when you are with ladies, because people can see your eyes, do you immediately, like, when do you tell them about your eye stuff? I found that I'm weird about the eye stuff because I feel like people see me and assume it. You know, and then finally oh. people are like, when I mention it, they're like, oh, I thought there was something up. And you're like, well, <laughs> no shit, you know, so. No shit. Yeah. So I never Stupid. really like feel like I need to explain it. I feel like my face does all the explaining. Right. Right. So. Okay. 
Well, for those, you, for those of you who don't listen to YMH and are not familiar, Josh, what is the macular degeneration? Is that yeah, what I mean? and just a bunch of other stuff. A uh, bunch of other stuff. My eyes are fucked. Yeah, okay. So, so they can see me on the, on the screen. Oh, okay. So maybe they're assuming things as well. That's fine. But I think it looks kind of cool, the one that's all blue. It's like Yeah, kinda... the White Walker eye. Yeah, dude. You're kind of like a fucking wolf, bro. I like yeah. it. It's kind of tough. I wonder if girls find it sexy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like kind of, it's like David Bowie. Like he had different colored eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. It's like Bowie. You gotta right. You gotta turn the negative into the positive. You gotta, you know, you gotta put some spin on that shit. But your glasses are cool, so that kind of. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. Some people hate them. I love them. I, I love them too. Yeah. They help me see. Yeah. And they protect me from the sun. <laughs> oh, do you have those that they switch to sun? The no, sun? they just stay dark all the time. Oh, that's kind of dope. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Good for you. Yeah. Well, uh, 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 uterine, whatever, peepee construction. It was what a urethra reconstruction. That must have been from childbirth. Oof. Oof. Could you imagine? Mm, okay. I want to do a mom fail on here. Okay. Hi, mommy. I have two daughters, 10 and 6. I hate them both equally. <laughs> They are the worst, but the sweetest and funniest savages on earth. My six-year-old and I were driving home, and she spelt a word. I can't remember what it was. I don't really care. It was probably wrong. Wow, good job. Do you mean that you... Do you mean that, or are you just being pathetic? I paused for a moment. Do you mean sarcastic? Yeah. When you say what you don't mean. No, I meant it. That wasn't sarcasm. Fast forward to a couple days later, and we are at a dinner, and a shit ton of people... At a table in the middle of the place, my daughter looks up and with a fucked up smile says, I can't wait for my dad to die. <laughs> Everyone stares. I, of course, know what's happening. So I start to laugh. Her father, who is so much like her, looks at her and says, oh, really? Everyone at the table is still in shock. She goes back to eating and says, I'll keep working on my sarcasm. Oh, that's great. I keep them high, but rare, but barely tight. Aaliyah. Good job, Aaliyah from Nova Scotia, Canada. <laughs> I love when kids say messed up shit. It's pretty great. That's probably not good. And I enjoy misbehavior, right? Because Ellis does bad things and he'll run over to me and tell me. I don't know if that's normal. He's like, Mom, look. And he smiles. And then I go, oh, man. I'm sure that's not normal. Uh, let's do some mom hacks. A voicemail and two videos. Oh, good. Pick, let's do a voicemail, Joshy. Hey, Mommy, Christina. Um, this is Jen from Dallas, Texas, calling with two quick mom hacks. First and foremost, one of my favorite um, things that I bought for my um, daughters are called sock-ons. They are these little, um, like, stirrup things that you put over the baby socks. They keep the socks on your kid, and I get stopped everywhere about them. They are so amazing. You can get them on Amazon um, and probably at, like, Bye Bye Baby or something like that. Um, best invention ever. Second one is um, I know you talked about the sheets. So for the baby crib, there is a company called Quick Zip mm. and um, quickzipsheet.com. And um, basically you just have the bottom layer sheet that goes around the bottom of the mattress and then – the top part is zipper lined, so you just zip on and zip off the top sheet, and that's all you have to wash. It mm. is so awesome. So hope that helps some moms out there. Keep them high and tight. Love you, jeans. 
Thank you, Jean. That's a very good suggestion. The quick zip. Oh, and here's the sock on she was talking about. Yeah, because you always lose baby socks. They're just so, uh, the elastic gets worn down when you wash them. Look at that. Oh, look at your little baby sock. Socks on baby socks. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Isn't Amazon the best? Can you believe that moms had to go shopping like every week? all the time for everything how do people not do amazon it's really the greatest thing in the world i got a real amazon problem okay let's see oh uh here's a here's a an email mom hack so i had a mom fail that i want to turn into a mom hack for you all i was tired one morning and laid my sweet little jeans down for her nap and my dumbass brain locked her door oh god i always turn the lock on our front door when I leave the house and my muscle memory just locked my daughter in her room. <gasps> She's nine months old and I quickly realized I have no means to open it back up. I took the doorknob off the door with a screwdriver and woke her up, of course. We both managed to get a morning nap after I put the doorknob back on. Then I looked online and found that even if you have a dumb doorknob with only that little hole, you can buy little keys to open them for $3.50. Search for interior door emergency key. Um, I will now have keys since I'm literally dumber than a doorknob. Hope this helps other moms learn from my lesson too, Cassie. So that's a great idea. It's called the interior door emergency key. That's brilliant. Yeah, because usually these locks, if they're, it's a button lock because I've locked... A few of those doors in our house uh you can also get a paper clip sometimes and undo the paper clip and stick it in that hole and um yeah let's see what this is the door oh i see yeah so it looks like uh kind of what's that called um an allen wrench a little bit it's a look it, look, it looks to be about the size of an allen wrench and you can just pop it in and it'll pop that lock right out i hate having locks on the baby's doors man god damn it that's always how that's always what happens man yeah here we go quick set interior door emergency key pack of five amazon there you go all right well thank you god i love these mom hacks they're so helpful okay let's see let's see oh holiday pajama hack let's see this one looks good Mommy Tina, I'm not a mom myself, but I thought I would share a great mom hack my aunt applies every Christmas. On my uh, dad's side of the family, we do our Christmas get-together Christmas Eve. My aunt, my stepmom's sister, my aunt, my stepmom's sister, okay, has two small boys. I thought this was brilliant. Every year, she packs their Christmas PJs to bring to our house. When it hits their bedtimes, they get into their PJs hang out with the fam for about 30 more minutes, then they leave. It's about a 40-minute drive back to their place, which is enough time for both of them to fall asleep in the car. When they get home, they put the boys straight to bed already in their PJs. Love it. That gives mommy plenty of time to drink her wine while they put together Christmas presents for them to open the next morning. No stress, and no one struggles to fall asleep over the anticipation of Santa coming. This is a great mom hack thank you oh that's good so basically put them in their jammies if you're traveling and then they fall asleep in the car with their jammies on i love it that is fucking brilliant and that was from ashley thank you ashley we have um a couple videos yes this first love. one comes to us by way of alicia here it is 
Just my legs will be fine. Thank you. <laughs> I do need to wear my foot. I know. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for my foot massage. <laughs> That's awesome. That's how you get massages out of kids. That was a foot massage hat. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. My grandmother used to do that. She would make my cousin Shadi and I give her leg rubs and my grandma had like dry old lady legs. It was so gross. There's pictures of us massaging her. Ugh. Did your parents ever bribe you into massaging them, Josh? My dad used to have me walk on his back. Yeah. I, I never knew too. what the value of that was, <laughs> but he loved it. Then I got a little heavier and he stopped. That's child labor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like getting my back walked on. I think that's terrible. <laughs> do you do that? Do I do that with my own back? Yeah. No, I, I don't have a child around to walk on it. I can't just be like, what's up, Ryan, my roommate? <laughs> you want to walk on my back with your 210-pound body? Well, no, I mean, you can go to Asian ladies, and they'll walk on your back. Do they do that? Hell yeah. My husband has it done. He no loves way. it. No way. What size Asian lady does he get? <laughs> well, they can't be too husky. They've got to be tiny. Right. Well, there used to be a place in Silver Lake we'd go to where they'd have like bars over where they massage you. And then the little Asian lady would get on your back and hold on to the oh, bars. Oh, so they could like limit some weight. I guess so. Yeah. Interesting. I think that's really dangerous. I don't trust that at all. I used to walk on really like not parts that were helpful of my dad's back, you know, like <laughs> soft areas that could have definitely done some damage. The organs and yeah, such. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. It can't be good for you. It can't be. Have you had a Thai massage before? I've never had a massage in any capacity. I'm sorry what? I'm poor. <laughs> I know, but there are cheapy. We were poor. We still go every I now and I've never really craved one. Oh, my gosh. Okay. What I'm about sorry. you, Nadav? Have you? Yeah. Yeah, right? You ever gone to a Thai place? Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a massage once uh, or once? twice. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, like whenever... You know, I, th I think I've treated myself like two or three times with one. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. super nice. You know, it's like... Uh, it's the best. Especially before I had back problems. Yeah. Well, actually, it helps with back problems. Sometimes it makes it worse. It can, yeah. If yeah. you get some idiot who doesn't know what they're doing. Well, I mean, you know, if you have like a little Asian lady walking on your back when you have back problems, odds are it's going to make it a little worse. Yeah. And I tell you, these Thai places, they have these um, Thai massage... I don't know how that's good for you because they'll be like, okay, it's time to stretch. And then they'll pull, rip your body up and then force your body to twist. Okay, now again. And then they crack you. Okay, again. And they crack you. And like, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't hurt me because there's no way that they, they can make you a paraplegic, right? If they fucking crack your neck and stuff, they go, ah, oh, I don't trust any of that, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, Fuck uh, there, you. there was, I don't think, touch me. I think what happened was that I got scared one time. Because, like, I think it was, like, I had heard that if your back hurts, go get a massage. Right. And then, like, in the middle of it, she tried to, uh, like, really crack my back in, like, my problem areas. Oh, and no. And that scared the shit out of me. I'm like, I'm going to not do this for medical reasons anymore. Yeah, you're smart now. I mean, there's some highly gifted people that can, I this one lady I see whenever I hurt myself, she fixes me am amazingly. But yeah, cracking it. I don't like when they crack your fingernail, crack your wrists. Like, ugh, stop touching me. 
Do you think to save on some cash uh, with the Asian ladies, Tom will have Ellis walk on his back? <laughs> We're going to start teaching the children now. Yeah. That's so funny. No. Ellis is too. He will never do it. He's not sweet. Girls do stuff like that. I don't see our boys doing that. Yeah. He'll hurt us, though. He'll, like, drop kick Tom in the nuts and shit. All right, what is this mom hack? Uh, this is uh, Emily who submitted this, and it is, uh, I believe, a hack regarding going out to, to eat. Oh, cool. In case you were looking for a life hack, mom hack, is that a high C? Turn it around. Look at that. <gasps> Look at that. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. That is brilliant. So for those of you just listening, they're out at dinner and he said if you this is a great mom hack. They have a little baby still in the um you know, the bassinet type of thing. Like, you know, the car seat. It's a car seat. Sorry, I can't talk today. You get the high chair, you flip it upside down, and then you can put the car seat on top of it. So the high chair acts as like a prong. It's got like prongs in it and then it'll hold the baby in there and then the baby's at level with the table instead of being on the floor, which is great. That's good. That's a really good one. Yeah, because one time I remember my sister-in-law, <laughs> after she'd had her first child, we met her at a seafood restaurant and she brought her son, who was a newborn, into this really loud, smelly seafood restaurant and just put him like on the floor with the, the car seat, you know, which is fine. Normally, that's what you do. But I remember like it was one of those places that had like dust on the floor, like the sawdust. And then we're all cracking crab legs and like crab pieces are flying on the baby's face and stuff. I'm like maybe you want to, you know, you don't say anything to anybody. You're like, that's her choice. It was sawdust or peanut shells? No, sawdust. I haven't been to a peanut shell floor place in ages. Yeah, you? I don't think they are allowed to operate that way anymore because of rodents and things. But uh... Right. Oh, and the peanut allergies because some people have developed <laughs> yeah. peanut. How did that happen, by the way, that people have developed that? Like, how come nobody had that when we were children? Well, this isn't do? science, but I have heard people I'm discuss serious? this, yeah. and it's uh, because... People are so worried about the peanut allergy and them having it that they're not introducing peanuts to their children early. So now my sister just had a baby and it's the opposite now. The doctors tell you, like, find out right away if they're allergic and almost giving them peanuts early, like, makes them more not immune to it, but uh, resilient to it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's interesting. I, I... I'm just lucky, I guess, none of my kids have any allergies that I'm aware of yet. Food allergies? I don't know. But uh, we just, I just feed them shit. And then I have the, the Benadryl on hand at home. That's what they told me to do. <laughs> there was one kid in my high school that was allergic to peanuts, and he used to just eat them for like a party trick. And then he'd be like, <laughs> and then he'd be like, all right, I got to go to the nurse. We'd all chip in money. <laughs> He'd take the money and go down to the nurse, get an EpiPen or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I had, a, I had a colleague once when I worked at MTV that she was allergic to chocolate. And every now and then she would just get a hankering for chocolate and she'd eat the bar and then she'd take out the EpiPen and just inject herself after in her leg. I'm like, I, I got to do this. I don't blame you. Huh. I don't know. It's, I, I'm curious about this peanut. And if anybody's a medical professional and knows the origins of why why this seems to be some, at epidemic level, because... 
You can't even put a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in your kid's lunch now. And the Ellis's preschool, it's like, you know, tantamount to fucking baby rape if I gave him a granola bar with a peanut in it. We are not free school. Oh, yeah. Even in the earthquake kit, you have to make an earthquake kit as if he's going to live off of cans of pineapple juice and granola bars. Like, listen, the, you do not need a... They make you do these earthquake kits that are full of t canned pineapple juice, uh, nut-free granola bars, a solar blanket, and a bunch of other horse shit, like t cans of tuna. Like, if, if there's an earthquake, I don't care what has to happen. I'm going to rip my kid out of that school so fast. He's not going to have time. He's not going to be there long enough to open a tin of pineapple juice. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Are peanuts the only thing that have become sort of like a... A no-no? I mean, are <laughs> no, there no. other... Uh, That's a no-no. Exactly. Are there other things that people are allergic to that are on uh, that list as well? Well, I mean, the peanut thing is a real deal at school. Like, you cannot bring a peanut in there. And also on airlines, I think they've forbidden peanuts too. Even opening a package on an airplane can really, you know, trigger someone's allergies. Yeah, um, nothing I, that I've known on that level. Strawberries, there's children allergic to strawberries. Um, that, that one you got to be careful of. That's all I've heard. No, no, not yet. I mean, we'll see when we get into kindergarten what that environment's like. Oh, uh, I did, um, look at a preschool for Ellis and they were like, we only serve organic snacks. I'm like, oh God, he only has organic meals at home too. I only feed him organic craft macaroni and cheese. So I'm really, it's really important to me. I mean, not that I poo-poo organic, but like exclusively organic snacks. Like, wow. <laughs> How do you do it? <laughs> oh, it's just, it's, it's, it's preposterous. Yeah. Lunchables doesn't have a organic line. You don't Lunchables. Get, there's no kids having <laughs> Lunchables anymore. No? No, I haven't oh, seen it. No, I feel terrible for them. I So do I. And all of that was processed. They definitely still exist. They, I bought them as an adult. So have I. <laughs> so have I on the road. Like what I would be featuring yes. in like a shitty week. Yeah, and no money. I would live off of Lunchables too. Yeah. No, I haven't seen a kid yet that, you know what the parents do? No, everybody's packing these awesome homemade organic boxes dude at least in my kids class i have not seen a lunchable hell no dude you would get you'd be such a pariah if you sent your kid to school with that people would be like this is child abuse they call child services on you now or if you sent your kid to school with like mcdonald's or some shit oh fuck cps would take your kid away by the end of the day cps child protect yeah no <clears throat> but that is processed it's all it's literally bologna, right? Lunchables and like yeah, it's cheese, bologna, yeah. the crackers. I mean, the crackers are processed. It's fucking Everything. wild. Everything, and then they give you like a Capri Sun to wash it down with sugar water. Yep, and like, like maybe a brownie or something. <laughs> so bad for you. And the cheese isn't even real. The cheese they couldn't even put like a real cheddar. Remember, it's like that American crappy. It's like they also have ones you can spread the cheese. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, it's like plastic. Yeah. Essentially. See, I grew up eating all this crap and I love it. I I love I have to stop myself from eating it. I I give my kids shake and bake. We do that all the time. Macaroni and cheese all the time. 
I freaking love. Remember, did you ever eat uh, hot dogs with chili in the middle already? The Franken. Oh stuff? yeah, and the cheese in the middle too. <laughs> oh, shit, it was Hell really yeah, good. <laughs> so good. I used to love Rolo dogs as a child. My mom what? would take me to Hills, which was a department store in the Northeast, um, akin to Kmart, and they would have that like popcorn stand where they'd have the hot dogs rolling up and down, you know, in yeah. that thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. And that was my jam as a kid. My mom, I would be like. Going shopping with my mom, and she'd be like, "You get a Rolo dog." I'm like, yes, <laughs> hell yeah, yes. That's what they have at Seven Eleven. Yep. Yeah, dude. Still there. So nasty. Will you Google the ground beef hot dog? The ground. The, you ever seen? You know what I'm talking about at Seven Eleven? It's like the burger dog. I sure know. I sure do know it. <laughs> you have to be cockroach. Do you eat those? Uh, I try not to anymore. But my twenties. Yeah. I ate a lot of Seven Eleven hot dogs. Dude, I had him here one day, and Nadav made fun of me. Of course, it's nasty as hell. hell. Oh, here it is. The ground, (laughs) the all-American burger dog. (laughs) There it is. Seven Eleven. The all-American burger dog. That looks great. (laughs) That looks like I'm gonna go have one of those right after the show. Ugh, you are so nasty. Dude, that's so bad for you, the Reaper. What do you think's in the Reaper? It's, uh, you know, it's got something that makes it spicy, a little something extra to make it spicy. Why would they call it the Grim Reaper? Well, because it's, it's like the pepper, the Reaper pepper. Oh. It's going to be a spicy one as opposed to that one up north of it there that's a bit more mild. You can tell by the uh, colors, I the different it, colors. I thought it was because it's so bad for you, you're going to die from it. Like, it's so unhealthy. I don't like the the gleam, the shine on that. That glisten dogs. means it's fresh. Uh, no, oh, it's not fresh <laughs> at all. The, it, the only thing, because I'm a huge fan of processed meats and hot dogs, the only thing that turns me off to the Seven Eleven a dog is is the gleam. The, the glisten's what draws me in. It's oh. like I can see it from the parking lot, and I'm like, <laughs> want to run inside and grab it. It's so dirty. Ugh. Ah, you know what I do love? I fucking love a New York hot dog, though, like on the streets. Do you eat those? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. The street hot dogs in New York are like the boiled ones. They put them in the water. Those are like akin Mm. to a a Rolo dog, I'm sure. A Rolo dog. (laughs) But this is good for you because this builds immunity in your body. I'm convinced eating these is what keeps you alive and healthy, you know? Like every now and then you got to build your immune system up with this shit. Like, for instance, Bitsy, our dog, had IBS for the longest time where she would just get bouts of diarrhea. So we put her on this special food and she was still getting diarrhea. And then we took her to the vet three fucking times. Lately, I just let her eat table scraps. Like, if it falls, she fucking eats it. She's eating bacon, eggs every day. She's eating everything that falls on the floor. And I'll tell you what, this dog has not had diarrhea in two months. And I think it's because now her system is built strong because I've been letting her eat whatever. See, there's some merit to that, man. There's some merit. If you're in L.A. and you have not eaten, actually, specifically in the San Fernando Valley, if you have not eaten a Cupid's hot dog, you better get your life because that shit is off the motherfucking chain. Boys in the booth, Josh, I know you're a, a L.A. native. Josh, the intern. Oh, uh, yes. Is he L.A.? Uh, yeah. Has he eaten a Cupid's hot dog? Is he? In have there? you had a Cupid's hot dog solo? It's. I have. There's one right next to Season. Oh! Okay, well, what do you think? Pretty good. It's good. Good chili. 
That's what I'm saying. That's my fave. I get the chili. I put some mustard on it too and onion. And that shit is off the chain, bro. Now, how do you think it compares to the famous Pink's dog? I like Pink's more. Oh, my God. Get out of here. You're fired. Ah. <laughs> I don't like Pink's. I feel it's overrated. It's too oily. Have you had Pink's, Josh? I've never had Pink's. I've heard quite a tale about them. I refuse to stand in that fucking line. The line. It's not. I'll tell you something. I, I, I personally think Cupid's is stronger than Pink's, and I know I'm going to get a lot of pushback. Uh, from the L.A. natives here. but Where do you put 7-Eleven amongst them? Never. It's dog <laughs> shit. It's beneath gutter food. I would rather eat out of a trash can than eat a 7-Eleven dog. And I'm not picky, dude. I am not. Ugh. Ugh. You're dirty. Where, what's the nastiest shit you eat? What are you going to eat tonight for dinner? Be honest. Uh, I, I really don't know. I mean, I have two shows tonight. I probably won't eat anything for dinner. <laughs> okay. <That's good. laughs> but I, I guess, like, people make fun of me for eating, like, um, I'll eat, like, baked beans in the can or whatever. I like I that. I like that. That's what my dad, that's single I'm pretty dad minimalism, food. yeah. Yeah, I like baked beans in a can. That's what my dad used to feed me. I love Chef Boyardee uh, and anything Chef Boyardee in the can. I eat hard-boiled eggs by themselves, just plain. I do that. That's good. Okay. Yeah, so I guess I'm not. These are the things people think I'm gross for. So. Oh, no. How about ramen? You still rocking that? Are you doing ramen? Hell yeah. Not like the poor people ramen. I like. I moved to L.A. <laughs> and I found out that it's like you can get regular. You can just like it's like a restaurant that has ramen. I was like, what mm. the hell is that? And then I <laughs> I moved here and it blew my mind. Right. Oh, you, did, you didn't know the Japanese people invented it? No, I thought it was just <laughs> poor people food like, for, for, you know. Dried noodles. Just white trash? Yeah. Delights? With a little pack of dust that makes it taste Damn. like chicken or whatever. How is that? That, I'm telling you. Now, that is an old jam for me. That's I'm a that's latchkey kid food. I grew up eating all the latchkey kid foods. Did you ever make it special, like where Hell you put yes. something else in it? Yeah. Okay, here's my jam. Here's what I used to do. Oh, I'm so fucking nasty. Okay, if I wanted ramen noodles, I add an egg, a whole egg as it's boiling, and then that's good. And then I put shaky cheese on top of that parmesan it's, yep wild what I flavor know. ramen are we talking about? okay i like chicken and i like oriental flavor i'm not even sure if they call it oriental <laughs> yeah, i don't know that they call it that anymore <laughs> <laughs> that was in the back in the day homie 80s 90s they called it oriental flavors that's how old <laughs> i think it was till about 2010 that they called it that oh yeah <laughs> Okay, and I'll tell you what I did when I was extra lazy and nasty as a latchkey kid is I would make the ramen noodles, drain the noodles, and then put ragu spaghetti sauce on the ramen noodles because I didn't want to take the time to make regular spaghetti. You had a hankering for spaghetti, but you didn't yeah. want to make. Yeah. <laughs> and then shaky cheese, of course, craft shaky. <laughs> I would eat that today, bro. That's how good that is. I would eat it today. What? Do you, what? What's your ramen technique? I would uh, like cut up a jalapeno. Oh shit! I would even put chicken in it sometimes. Real chicken? Yeah. I what? would cook the chicken and then just put it inside the soup. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. That's as as an adult. That's not. No, this was as like thirteen or whatever. But I how was, did you know to do that? Wow. I just kind of screwed around, you know, experimented. Yeah. With various things. Now, I know Nadav's got a nasty recipe for ramen. That's varsity nasty. Hey, 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 hey. I know you got the nastiest Look, one. I went to UC Irvine, all right? So I learned how to make cheap ramen from the best. Okay, so you uh, tell it was me. It's a very predominantly Asian school. You always crack an egg in there. You get a little bit of green onions. You chop that Ooh. in there. Some slices of onions. Um, I don't think I've ever fucked with some uh, meat or anything. Maybe... 
maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe a little thin sliced, a little thin sliced whatever you could get from the market. Yep. You know, and then you want a little bit of chili oil, a little bit of soy sauce, really just kind of jam pack mm. it with shit so that you really hate yourself afterwards. <laughs> yeah, because that's a lot of, you're adding sodium too. Those Asian sauces are, it's just sodium, sodium, sodium. Nadav sounds like he could work at one of these Asian places I <laughs> learned about the way his ramen's going. Holy I've, hell. I've definitely looked into how to make like my own broth at home and stuff. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I the, I went through a pretty big kick where it was just like, man, I'm going to a lot of restaurants to eat like some of my favorite foods. I got to cut this middleman out. Same. So I learned how to like cook a steak good. I learned how to make like ramen, um, some good. Indian food and stuff. Yeah, dude, I learned how to do Korean stuff because I love it so much. Oh, hell yeah, dude. But the soups are hard for me because I don't know what the fuck they do specials. The the, the, the broth, man, that bone broth. Look, and all one that trick, shit. all right? YouTube yeah. is your best I friend. Know. You'll find a five-minute video that teaches you how to make anything you want to make. I know. You're right. You're right. I got to do it. I got to do it. Oh, I love that ramen. Now, I'll tell you what my ultimate white trash. If If I could. Oh, shit. Okay, here's my ultimate white trash. This is what I would eat every day. This is what I ate as a child, as a latchkey kid, every day of my life. Are you ready? Oh, fuck. Okay. Mama Celeste frozen pizzas, the supreme kind where it had the hard balls of nasty pepperoni. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the sausage balls on it. <laughs> but what's a step up from that is the Stouffer's pizza. The frozen kind, and then you take a bite, and it burns the roof of your mouth to shreds. I would eat. I would eat that every day if I could. The Stouffer's pizza. Am I? Are, hello, can I get a fucking hail Jesus on this? Are I would. In? I was a Tony's guy. Tony's. Yeah, I don't Coast. know if it was an East Coast different. brand, but it was definitely lived off frozen pizzas as yeah. a kid and stuff. My parents both worked in restaurants, so they never wanted to cook. Ugh. So do you? Uh, do you teach your? Are you gonna eventually like? teach your children how to cook or yeah. what's the plan there oh, let me tell you something i already do i've taught uh, both my boys watch me cook every day i make ellis help me because he's the older crack eggs he mixes my boys are going to leave my house knowing how to do their own laundry clean and cook for themselves because i don't know what this shit is when you know grown men who can't cook for themselves or clean up or do their own laundry that's preposterous preposterous no they're on a fucking strict regime they're marines training these boys to be supermen to ubermen okay also last nasty treat think about your nasty thing what you like what's the nasty thing i love tater tots frozen i could live off of tater tots dipped in ranch right when i was a child i used to buy uh, a thing called buffalo busters oh. which was like a bagel bite but with wing meat on it supposedly <laughs> and I would buy them at Sam's Club, so you buy them in bulk, and then I would cook like 30 of them and eat them all. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Natav, I know you have reserved nasty shit that you're not even telling me about. I mean, wait. I mean, what's the dirt, the grosser shit? Okay. I told you about the cookie dough and the ice cream thing That's I used pretty to do. Nasty. I'm nasty I like shit. Dude. Okay, here's the nastiest I used to eat in high school, and this was like once a week I would do this too. You know what I'm saying? When you buy, you buy the bag of Fritos, and then you go to the other vending machine and then you get a can of chili and then you fucking pour that chili into the bag of Fritos. Yeah, dude. Oh, so good. Josh, did you do that on the East Coast? Why don't you put the Fritos in the chili? You put I don't the, know. Ch the chili <laughs> in the Fritos <laughs> with the bag? Yeah, and then you'd scoop it out of a dirty bag. But you have the can. 
but the can was small. But you could put the, the Fritos in the can. I don't know. It I was. Guess. I would have gone the opposite it's way. It's an L.A. thing, Christina. I is that you. is that an L.A. thing? Well, yeah, because like I know that Taco Bell had that like bagged crap too, right? They had that taco in the bag or whatever the hell it was. No, I, it's the Mexican street vendors. That's how they'd get it. Yeah. Through. Okay. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's a that's a L.A. Yeah. thing. Yeah, chili con carne. Yeah, chili con <laughs> carne, homie. Oh, that shit was good. All right. Write in. Let me know your nastiest treat. What's your guiltiest pleasure food-wise? What's your latchkey kid special from your childhood? Let me know how you make ramen. I think that's the most telling is how you make your ramen. That's how you know what's up with somebody. I mean, fucking fancy Nadav over here with his Asian sensations. Okay. And uh, you, Josh, with your actual chicken meat. I'm very impressed. Why, thank you. I had to cook for myself as yes. a child. <laughs> well, let's talk to the intern. So in the booth, in, in the booth, in the booth, we have a Josh, another Josh. His name is Josh. And he is a student right now, and he's our intern. And he is in the midst of eating poor. What is your biggest poor boy treat? Are you eating ramen, and how are you eating it? I do eat ramen. I like it. <laughs> The oriental flavor is good. They still Wait, do call it that. What? Yeah, they do. Yes. I'm so um, glad they do. They yes. Do. I got to uh, tell Ali Wong. It, She's going to be furious. <laughs> uh, no, I'm really playing with it. I have to step up my game after hearing how Nadav does it. But yeah. I'm cool with it just like straight across how it comes with the little packet in there. Yeah. Um, maybe some way. soy sauce, some ponzu, maybe Ooh. squeeze a lime. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> okay, shit. Now, do you do it on a stovetop or do you microwave? Stovetop. Yeah, you got to do that. That's the key yeah. with the ramen. You got to do it old school. You cannot microwave it. It's not the same. Right? I agree. Am I crazy? All right. Well, let me know. And what's your disgusting treat that you're eating? Tell me what you eat. That's disgusting. Be honest. Um, I don't really eat anything too gross. I mean, besides like ramen and just like microwavable like dinners and stuff. Those are disgusting. What? No, that's. I mean, I, I eat a l okay, but I mean it's normal. Like what? What's uh, your like? Are you talking? I like Taco Bell and stuff like <laughs> gross fast food. Yeah, me too. What's your jam? What's your entree at Taco Bell? Chalupa Supreme oh. with a uh, steak. Oh my! Wow! Doesn't get better than that. Bold steak at Taco Bell. Yeah, very daring. And do you go <laughs> for good. the mild or the hot sauce? Uh, I'll go no salsa. Like wow. I dig just like the sour cream. Like, no sauce. Pretty good. That's the whole reason Taco Bell's there for the mild. You got to go for the fucking mild. <laughs> All right, Josh. Thank you. Go back You're to welcome. college. Get your degree. <laughs> How much longer do you have in in college? About two years. Wow. God, those are good times. I hope you're drinking a lot and partying a lot. Your body can handle it now. Oh, man. I used to drink so much. And then you sleep four hours, wake up, just fucking... I'd work at public safety. I'd sit in the parking booth all hungover, reading philosophy, smoking cigarettes. That's when I could smoke cigarettes. Oh, I loved it. Josh still smokes cigarettes. How's that going for you? Potters. Uh, every day's a blessing. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks uh, for downloading. And um, it was nice talking with you. Thank you guys for being in the booth today. I know we had a man down. And you did a great job, Josh Potter. Thank you. It was exciting. I'm proud of you. I'm impressed. But I miss Nadav, too. All right, moms. Until next time, stay cool. Do you like my new catchphrase? 
Christina P.